Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. We're going to get started. I am Ivanya Easley, certified personal stylist and founder of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. And this is the Closet Chronicles, where we talk about insider knowledge, the grind behind the glam of the fashion, retail, and tech industry. And we have our guest today, Keisha Denise from Funky. She's going to share all about her background, her business, and of course, drop some business gems about the industry and how it can help you. So welcome, Keisha Denise. We thank you for coming and taking time out to be on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. And hey, girl, hey, to everybody that's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tell us a little bit about Keisha Denise as well as Funky Flair Boutique. Okay, so Keisha Denise, that would be who I am. I am originally from Los Angeles, California, Inglewood to be exact. Um, I have been in Atlanta since 2006. Um, I have been in love with fashion. Well, actually, I'm going to say enamored with fashion since the age of two, when my mother put me in a pair of lace ankle socks with some black patent leather Mary Janes. And you could not tell me I was not the end all be all. Um, (laughs) We all had that outfit. I got a picture of me wearing the same thing for Easter. Girl, I have been a bride since I was four. I have had ankle socks since I was two. Um, Yeah, so I have been in fashion since, again, since I was two years old. My mother actually was a buyer for some major department stores. And my grandmother was a seamstress. And she also had her own cleaners business. So I've pretty much been in the industry since damn near birth. It's kind of in my blood. It's all I really know. Um, lived in LA all my life until 2006. Um, my first job was actually at, uh, Wet Seal. I'm showing my age (laughs) and, and from Wet Seal, uh, girl, no, it was, (laughs) don't, don't do me. Um, it was originally called, it was Contemporary, Contemporary Casuals and then Wet Seal. They were owned by the same company. Um, first job was there. I was 15 and a half. And immediately when I started working in the actual store I fell in love and from there I've worked any retail store that you could think of I've worked at I've worked at Macy's Forever 21 BB BCBG um and Taylor brand like the list goes on and on and on and on I've been a buyer I've been a store manager uh which brings me recently to me being an actual boutique owner of a real brick and mortar and I have to say that I'm prideful when I say that um, because handling a brick and mortar is a is a job in itself. And I know yes. with everything that's going on now, everybody's like, oh, I have a boutique on Instagram. And I'm not knocking <laughs> that. Um, it's just it's just a different beast when you have an actual storefront. Where you got to um, pay rent. Yes. Girl, yes. Everything that I do is times two. Rent, rent, phone, phone, security, security, lights, lights, everything is unless, times Look, two. unless you move into the boutique. So, yeah. Right. And I don't want to live in my boutique, even though it is cute. Um, so did the fashion thing. I also my background is in Harris, where I was a cosmetologist from 1999 to 2013. So the whole beauty fashion industry is just pretty much what I do. Came to Atlanta because I was sick of L.A. and everybody's like, why'd you move from L.A.? It's so amazing. Uh, when you grow up there, it's, that's just home. You know what I mean? Came to Atlanta and I already knew what I wanted to do when I came here. I knew that I wanted to open up a boutique. I knew that I wanted to be a staple, um, here in Atlanta and the rest is history. It'll be 15 years of me being in this city, Labor Day weekend, which is in a few weeks. And I love Atlanta. Um, 
I love my business here. Um, yeah, so that's what I do. I am a full-fledged boutique owner. <laughs> well, tell us a little about- bit more about Funky Flair. Since you told us a lot about Keisha Denise, what kind of boutique is Funky Flair? Where are you located? All the goods. Okay, Funky Flair Boutique is a cute little boutique located in Marietta, Georgia, which is the outskirts of Atlanta. Um, I've had it, again, I've had it since 2013. Uh, Funky Flair Boutique is a women's clothing, apparel, and accessories heaven. Um, I target towards women that are trendy, who are also budget-friendly. I'm not going to hit you upside the head for a $95 blouse. You can literally come into my boutique and get an entire outfit from head to toe for about $105, um, which is still reasonable. And then that outfit can transition, can, can transition you into various seasons or even from the workplace to date night with Bay or even gross night out or cocktail hour. Cute, so. cute. I love it. I love it. And if they they're know. not in Atlanta or Marietta, they can shop online, right? Absolutely. www.funkyflareboutique.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have Twitter, but we really don't use Twitter like that. But we do. We are on the platform. Um, Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So now that we know all about Keisha as well as Funky Flair, uh, this podcast, like I always say, is about delving a little deeper into the business. Sometimes you can't always do that on a live or Mm -hmm. just in one conversation. Um, As you said, you have decades of experience in this industry so there's not even enough time on this podcast to go into everything um, on either one of our sides but I like to have the conversation with other retail as well as fashion industry professionals because we all bring something different to the table we all have different journeys and experiences and then we all do different work so you're not a stylist I'm not a boutique owner so you can drop gems about owning a retail space um, like you said, because it's not an Instagram alone boutique. It is an actual <laughs> brick and mortar as well as sold online, as well as sold on Instagram. So right. what would you like to share with people who are wanting to open a boutique? Because, you know, we both hear it all the time. The number one and two jobs in the fashion industry is to be a stylist or to be a boutique owner or a designer. It's one of those three. Right. Even though there's a thousand <laughs> jobs in fashion, that's not the only three, but right. I digress. I- so, I think to, 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 to piggyback off of what you just were saying, I think the reason why that those three uh, titles are are just always spoken about because they're the most glamorized. Um, as you said, there are industry other other positions in the industry, like there's buyers, there's visual yeah. merchandising, and this can go on and on and on. As um, far as an actual boutique owner, anybody that is listening to this, what I highly suggest, have your money stacked up. <laughs> Like literally, it is not a game. And I think for me, because I've been in the industry for so long, I really get disturbed (laughs) when I hear people say, I started my business with $500. I think that's bullshit. Um, (laughs) I know for me, even when I was selling accessories out of the trunk of my car, it wasn't $500. It was more, it it wasn't. And And for me, this is why I love the fact that you called me on here to, you know, do this podcast with you because like, I think a lot of people in the industry sell a lot of fluff and I am so not that girl. I'm from Inglewood, California. So I'm gonna just keep it 100, have your money stacked up. And when I say stacked, I'm talking on the level of having literally a year's worth of rent saved. And I'm not just talking about the rent. I'm talking about the utilities as well. So if you are trying to open up a storefront and you can, if you have your money saved up and you know that you can open up this said business storefront and you have one year's worth of rent, including utilities, 
by all by, by all means, go for it, do it. Because what I've seen is that I've seen a lot of people have grand closings. I'm sorry, grand openings and grand closings. Um, people put all this money into the decor and the $10,000 chandeliers and the beautiful floors. And then in six months, they done. Yeah. Have your money saved. Um, and then just be realistic with what it is of why you're opening up the store. Are you opening up the store to appease your friends because they say you dress cute? Or are you doing it because you really genuinely love the, the true quintessential essence of fashion? Like, do you yeah. really like helping women transform themselves or making them have those beautiful moments that are going to be priceless for them? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the biggest year. I definitely uh, agree because like you said, the industry is so glamorized and being an entrepreneur is the hardest thing I've done besides parenting and they're probably neck and neck. <laughs> um, it is a lot of work and especially in the beginning, um, like she said, having your money stacked to be able to not only pay the rent and utilities, but you still got to buy inventory and oh, there's yeah. always going to be a bunch of other stuff that comes up. So whatever you plan for is probably going to cost double that because it always never fails. But something comes up that you didn't plan or account for. So you just want to be prepared and you want to do your research. Because the other thing is, like you said, why are you doing it and knowing the market? Who are you catering to? Are, is the market big enough? How are you differentiating yourself from the next boutique? Because let's keep it 100. It's a, I don't know how many billion people on Instagram and probably... If, 30, 40% of them have a store. So what right. is it that you're doing that's different that you can bring the people out that they want to shop with you along with wherever else they are shopping? Because customers is what's going to make your business, um, the difference between your business and it being a hobby. Because yeah. you ain't making no money, it's just something you're doing as a hobby. Sorry. This, this is true. Um, so to answer your question, and, and I'm going to say this humbly, and respectfully. Um, I think the reason, well, no, I know the reason why that people shop with me is because of me. Yeah. I genuinely love people. Like I genuinely love fashion. So when I love people and I love fashion, I put the two together. I'm going to be doing this until I am old and, well, I'm getting old, but when I'm yeah. older and I have my salt and pepper with a splash of purple in my hair, yeah. I will still be doing this. Um, yeah, it's just it's just you. You have to authentically be you. And what happens with the industry, a lot of people see you know, their numbers online and oh, I made $10,000 in the day and and I think that that's why people jump in in the industry because they're like, "Oh, it's a lot of money and I dress cute." No, it's not about you dressing cute. It's about making your customer looks cute. It's not about you. So because I know women and I know people and I know that this industry is not about Keisha. Yeah. I make sure that I, I study people and mm -hmm. I'm a good listener and I'm very observant. I can have a client come in my door and say, oh, I'm just looking. And when she leaves, she will leave with something because I'm watching her body language. I'm watching to see what rack she's going towards. I'm looking to see what she has on sidebar. Don't always judge a book by its cover. But, you know, you just kind of you just you pay attention. Yeah. And I think that that's. Just like for you, being a stylist, you pay attention, not just in the outward appearance, but actually listening. And yeah. that's why people come to me. Like, I'm not trying to sell you. Yeah. I'm going to give you what you need, which yeah. is a difference. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's not real talk. It's not even about the clothes. It's about how they make a person feel. So when right. you're working with somebody, whether, like you said, as a stylist or as a boutique owner, it's about like, how can I make this woman feel confident, make her feel beautiful, no matter what she look like, what matter her skin mm -hmm. tone, her size, 
accepted yep. because that is really what the clothes are all about, especially for women, because we tend to be so emotional as well as we're bombarded with messages about what we should what we should look like and all of the things. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes mm-hmm. that can really prey on a woman's confidence. And so sometimes it's that confidence from the outside in with the wardrobe. Like, okay, I have on a right. cute outfit, so therefore I feel more confident. And then you more confident and you eventually become more confident. And so that is really the role you play in the industry. And like you said, it's really important to understand what is your why and what is your mm-hmm. North Star on why you're doing this because it's going to be hard. And if you're, right. you know, your reasoning is not right or pure or genuine, you're going to want to just give up. <laughs> right. right. That, is, that is true. Again, you have to really love what you do. So I think for me, I, I, I think I can kind of vouch for you as well, but I think that if, well, no, because you be about your money. I, I am too. What I was going to say is that if I did not make a dime, I would still be doing something in the industry because I yeah. love it that much. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, in the beginning, I did it for nothing because I loved it and I wanted to be a part of it so bad. And that was mm-hmm. that it was like, okay, this is what I love to do because I was an accountant. And the second my time was over, it was like, I'm going to my time and a half, please. Versus when I was working on fashion <laughs> right. shows or working anything fast, like 12, 14 hours go by and I'm not really making that much, but I enjoy it so much that I'm right. doing for until I got to this place that I am. Now I'm about my right. coins full-fledged business. And at the end of the day, if I'm not making right. money, it's just a hobby. This is the business that right. feeds me and takes care of me and mine. So that's the right. difference. But yeah, I right. do definitely love it. Uh, this is probably the only thing I would do for free if I'm going to work for me. Right. But I'm not. So there's <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, that's a lesson in itself too, is knowing and knowing that, hey, I got to be able to make money if I want this to be a sustainable business that is going to last. Now, yes, right. we love the people. We want the people to look good. But you're not giving out no free clothes and funky play. Right. And then also to piggyback <laughs> off of that, knowing your worth. Um, what I will say is being the fact that it is an Instagram boutique popping up like popcorn every single day, just like there's actual brick and mortars popping up more, which is really interesting to me. Um, know who you are. Yeah. Like it is good to be, it is good to watch your colleagues, your parallels or whatever it is that you want to call them and to be inspired, to be motivated, but to do copycats and to mimic exactly what they're doing. That's when you will fail. Um, We all know, or if you don't know, even in the Bible comparison is, is is the, what is it? The, the thief thief of joy joy. is a thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And I think that if if, whatever it is that you want to do in this industry, stay true to you. You know what I mean? Again, be inspired by other people that do what you do that you that you may even admire, but try to find your own niche. And that's what it's about in this industry. Whether you are a stylist, what is your niche? Are you are you styling just plus size women? Are you styling just kids? Same thing with the boutique owner. Like, are you selling plus size? Are you are you catering to the to the petite short girl? Like, what is your thing? And whatever you figure out, once you figure out what your thing is, baby, run it. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, people buy, buy into authenticity and just being true. And if you're copying somebody else, one, you don't know anybody else's whole life or business. All we're seeing is highlights on social media. Mm-hmm. So you don't know mm-hmm. what it took for them to get to the place that they're at and who looked like an overnight success, probably already done put in a decade. So it's like, don't know nobody. So the best thing to do is be that is. Right. You know, it's- 
in a word are doing. And people can say music, love the music, feel the emotion because it's true. Not somebody singing right. or sounding just like somebody else. So you want to stay true to yourself. You want to save your money. What other gems did you drop today about what um, they need to do? <laughs> oh, and <laughs> okay. <laughs> save your money. Um, have your money stacked up. Be prepared for the worst to happen. Um, if you are able to get a storefront, know who your landlord is. Like, seriously, because that's another beast in itself. Um, one yeah. thing that I do want to say is whatever you do in this fashion industry, make sure that your core, your core crew, your friends, whoever it is, your man, whoever, make sure that they are solid. Because in this industry, because retail, it has, it fluctuates. It has its ups and its downs. And if you are not self-mentally Prepare for that. You want to make sure that your backbone, your your whoever it is, got your back. Hi. Um, yeah. Who who is your tribe? And if you don't already have a tribe, the the best tri the best the tribe of all tribes is God the Creator. And I'm not gonna you know get real spiritual. However, I know that at the end of the day, if I can't call my mama if she's busy, if I can't call E who I'm on the phone who's who's become a really really good close friend of mine, if I can't get in busy living their lives. I know that I got God. And exactly. just, in, just in addition to that, just make sure your people are solid. And also know that as you grow, everybody is not going to grow with you. Like everybody right now, I'm currently going through, everybody can't go with you. And right now, I'm even going through that personally. I'm going through growing pains. Like I've had the storefront for eight years, but as I grow, I'm starting to realize that people are falling off. And it's not a bad thing. And it's not negating from those people. And it's not, to say that it's not to say that they're not good people, but from where I'm going, my vision is now tunneled. Like I'm super yeah. duper focused, like, like a hawk. I, yeah. I'm going in. And yeah, so the wrap everybody up for me is- understand that and not everybody can support it. And that's what they say. Sometimes people are in your life for seasons and sometimes people are in your life forever. But, you know, sometimes yeah. seasons kind of close, So you have to just, and it don't even mean- it just means we have grown apart. If I see you, I see you, but we not like what we was. And that, that can be okay. Yeah, and th and that's, you know, like I said, I think that that's totally fine. And the thing about it is if true friendship will always circle back. Um, but yeah, my thing, my key things is if you are listening to this and you want to open up a storefront, have your money up, please. Yeah. And thank you. Like, I cannot, <laughs> stress, I cannot I stress that enough. The reality is when we talk about business, we be talking about everything but the money. And at the end of the day, right. that's going um i know love of money is evil you don't have to love money you just need it enough to sustain your business especially if this is going full that's how you taking care of you have a cali you have a <laughs> kids um you know yeah. this is real life so yeah and, this is and i know you know you completely full started use your right. you use your um day job as an investor into your business in regards to like their day job but if you can until your side job is where you need to use as your first investor not as oh my god i can't wait to leave because i want to be an entrepreneur no matter what the industry has been so glamorized right right and, and then honestly you know, to i want to be an entrepreneur everybody 
like the cool thing to do, but it is hard. Yeah. <laughs> and then and, and then still to piggyback off of what Ivanya said, in addition to the with the money piece, like I hate keep saying money, 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 money. But the thing about it is that being an entrepreneur, what no one else talks about, because <laughs> the five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Again, I think that's BS. What nobody really talks about as far as healthcare. Like when you're working these full time jobs to save the money to open up your businesses, if you get sick, you can call Emory, you can call Basically. Kaiser, you can call whomever. Whereas an entrepreneur, ninety percent of us. <laughs> right 90 percent of us do not have health care you know what i'm saying unless you find out different programs that are you know that are that are offered to entrepreneurs but most of us if we get sick like how y'all can call out sick you get paid to be at home to be sick Basically. most entrepreneurs if, if we call out to be sick ain't nothing shaking yeah and every day we open up our eyes that's that's a moment for us to make our money yeah. and again have the money saved stay prayed up have good people in your circle and love what you do. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and it will show in yeah. the energy, it's the, the energy that you give off in this fashion industry, it's contagious and people will see that and they will want to gravitate to you and they will. Mm -hmm. And then you make money. Yeah. Yeah. I, all of that, this has been a great chat about getting your money up, getting your tribe together. Like you just got to do your research. You got to make a plan and, you know, start to execute on it and, you know, break all those goals down in small sizes and actually accomplish them. If I want to open a store by the end of the year, find a location, I got to figure out how much is it going to cost? How long contract and the lease? I got to put stuff in. Like you got to figure out all of that and research. So do right. your due diligence, basically, so that you can, you know, actually bring your dreams to reality. Because we're definitely, my thing is dream where it makes sense. Dream and do the work with it. Right. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Thank you again. Any last words before we wrap up for today? Um, This was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's, that's an inside joke. That's an inside um, joke. <laughs> definitely an inside joke. Um, this was great. Thank you for having me. Um, and also one thing that I do want to say, um, with closing everything else that I said, in addition to that, I think that if whatever industry, whatever element of fashion that you want to do, if you see somebody that's doing their thing and they inspire you, reach out to them, you know, and I think that a lot of people get scared. Now, here's the thing with that people, when you reach out, <laughs> Why are you laughing? When you yes. when you reach out, because I know where this is going. Go ahead. <laughs> Kish. Hey. Hey. So as we are wrapping up, what are our final gems that you want to leave us with? Uh, final gems that I want to leave you guys with is, again, number one, stay prayed up. Be authentic. Um, have your money up as well. Um, and uh, one other piece that I wanted to add was that if you see somebody that's doing what you're doing, don't be afraid to ask them. However, 
it's not what you do, it's how you do it. It's one thing to ask somebody for their time. Like, you know, the person that you think is dope, say, hey, can I take you out to, for lunch? You know, that's how you pick somebody's brain. So just hopping in somebody's DM, bombarding them with all of your questions is rude. So if you really want to, no, it is. It is. <laughs> you really want, yeah, if you really want to know how to do something and, and, and to kind of learn your way in the industry with somebody that's been doing it longer than you, you know, again, ask them out to lunch, ask them out for, for dinner, or, you know, even take one of their workshops or, you know, it's just different things that you can do. And you ask to be um, one of their, you can even ask to be their assistant, their intern, their mentee. There's different things that you can do to get the information that you want versus just me, 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 me. And then people get an attitude when they don't get the response that they're looking for. And then also do your own homework. Like I cannot stress that enough. Google is free. And I think that, the level of what you really want in this industry is going to show and how you execute and the research that you do on your own before you even come to a professional that's been doing it longer than you. And people don't mind helping. They really, really yeah. don't as long as you're helping yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you come in correct. So that's all I got. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yep, that's all I got. Well, last time where we can find you. Okay, um, everybody, I am Keisha Denise, the owner of Funky Flair Boutique, located in Marietta, Georgia, address 3020 Canton Road, Marietta, Georgia, 30066. Instagram is at Funky Flair Boutique. That's F-U-N-K-Y-F-L-A-I-R Boutique. I hope y'all know how to spell, but if not, B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E. Uh, we are on Facebook um, and also Twitter. Awesome. And that's it. Y'all can find her on Instagram because that's her jam. So get over there it and is. <laughs> find the address. Um, because if you didn't write it down, talking. If you go to social media or her website, you'll be able to find the address. But tell her you heard on the Closet Chronicles. Absolutely. I am for joining in with us and we'll chat soon. All right, and thank you for having me and everybody that's listening. Many blessings and success to all of your fashion endeavors. Peace. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Bye-bye.